This is Scott Becker with the Becker Private Equity Podcast and the Becker Business Minute Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by brilliant partner at RSM, Rick Kess. Rick talks to us regularly about what the environment is like in private equity, what he's seeing, and a lot more. Um, Rick, I had done a study recently and saw, you know, at least on the venture capital side, 2020 and 21 were absolute record years for fundraising and investing. 2022 was down, particularly the second half of 2022. How does that translate to private equity? And what do we expect in 2023 in terms of private equity deals and business environment and so forth? Yeah, no, Scott, I think, you know, my, uh, our analysis would probably mirror that for private equity as well. Um, maybe not the exact same numbers, but directionally, um, I think that's um, pretty much spot on for what we saw within private equity. Um, you know, in 2023, you know, we're, we're still seeing activity. Um, you know, I think a leading indicator of activity is, you know, our transaction advisory support, especially on the sell side, you know, any of the inbound calls that we're tracking. And we're still getting inbound activity there. Um, but, you know, I think what, what we're also seeing is um, private equity groups really thinking about um, how do they squeeze as much value out of what they already own um, that they can. So we have a lot of engagements going on around optimization and, you know, standardization across a platform and other ways where, you know, organizations can, you know, really become a lot more efficient with what they already have to kind of increase their EBITDA through um, just kind of organic growth within themselves. So I'll, I'll be interested to see what that means, you know, with whether, you know, they're taking some of the pressure off, you know, future investments, really looking at their current investments, optimizing those or not. But, you know, I think another impact to the overall deal environment that we continue to track and be a little surprised of is the labor uh, market. And, you know, I think the December jobs report really showed um, you know, an increase in jobs, uh, much higher than we would have expected. And, you know, I think because of that, you know, we're probably anticipating a, another um, bump in the interest rate from the Fed um, at their next meeting. So, you know, those will all have impacts to the deal environment as well. So my guess is 2023 isn't going to be like 2020 or 2021. I don't think I'm going on on a limb there at all by any means. But, um, you know, I think you know, I think our commentary has been pretty consistent uh, over the last few calls is that really good operating companies with great mark, great management teams um, and a good business model. I think there's still activity that will happen with those companies. I think some of the laggers and some of the more difficult companies and some of the companies that maybe don't have as strong a management team or, or business model. I think those companies might sit on the sideline a little longer than they would have otherwise liked if, if they would have used the 2020 and 2021 experience as a proxy. So I think that's kind of where we see things today. But your point is so well taken. It's a fascinating perspective is that as deal activity slows a little bit, or certainly not going to be as quick as 2021 or the first ever 2022, that private equity funds return to the blocking and tackling of how do they put resources into improving the valuations, improving the businesses, the operations of the current companies. And some private equity funds have pretty good benches for this. Some just don't. Some are pretty effective at it. Some are not. And it just depends on the private equity fund and their model, I, I, I sense, as to how good they are at actually business building versus 
you know, simply adding on acquisitions and putting capital to work. They're two different skill sets. And some private equity firms pride themselves being better at it than others. But what a fascinating situation. Take a moment, Rick, as to whether you folks have a perspective or you have a perspective on valuations in, in multiples. What's the sense of what's going on with those kinds of things? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see a little compression there. Um, you know, I think, you know, just like what we're seeing in the housing market as the interest rate increases, obviously, you know, the the ability for those to borrow becomes more difficult. And, you know, I think the same happens within the business environment. And as a result, you know, somewhere somebody's got to get squeezed, whether it's, you know, the interest rate on the loan or the purchase price or what have you. So, I wouldn't expect to, I would expect to see, you know, some compression and in, in multiples, but, you know, I think again, you know, I think the one complicating factor to that analysis is really how much dry powder is, is left to be put to use. And, you know, there's still a lot of money out there to be invested. And so I, that's where I think we still come back to this analysis that, you know, really, really good companies are still going to demand a pretty high multiple because, I think a lot of funds are going to be out there trying to invest in those companies. Um, I think the companies that maybe are on the margins or in the fringes of, you know, really a, a great business model. I think those companies are going to really start to see some of that erosion of that, of that multiple that they were once hoping for. And talk about that. Some erosion of multiples, but, but the point you just said is that private equity funds still are sitting on a, I mean, the latest number I saw was a trillion two, trillion four in, in, in committed capital and money to put to work, that they really are incented to put to work and, and trying to find the right market spot to do so because, it, you know, there's this great study on private equity funds that so much of ultimate valuation creation has had to do with timing of when one got in and got out. So they're trying to put that money to work, but do it on a good timing basis where they could hit valuations reasonably right so then they grow these things they could sell them again at reasonably right when hopefully interest rates are back down and valuations are back up it's really a fascinating situation isn't it yeah no i would agree and i think i think that's the interesting thing with timing is you know when um you look out at 2023 you know i think i think you're gonna find some companies that maybe at you know somewhat of a bargain so for the right investor with the right model and the right, you know, thesis around the, the investment, you know, 2023 could be a great year for private equity. If you look, you know, if we look back five years from now and say, well, you know, we made these investments in 23, we bought them in a little bit of a discount because the deal environment or what have you, the interest rate environment was, was not as, as advantageous. And in, you know, in 2028, we're able to sell them at um, a pretty sizable growth. So, I do think 2023 could be a could be a great year, but I think some of that's going to be, you know, kind of to your point, um, won't be judged until you know five or seven or eight years from now. No, just an absolutely fascinating situation, Rick. I want to thank you again for joining the Becker Private Equity Podcast, the Becker Business Minute. What a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Scott.